0: Hello, I'm Jamie Bricker.
1: And I'm Carol Bricker.
0: And you are listening to Bricker
1: by Bricker, a podcast to support parents with building productive partnerships between home and school.
0: And Carol, as you know, we're early into our second season of our twice monthly podcast. And before we begin today's session, I think it's important to remind parents that we're going to continue to really try to inform them about things that are happening in kind of the broader educational spectrum. But to also, maybe more importantly, um, really make them aware of ways they can support their child throughout his or her educational journey.
1: And really, when we're looking at supporting their child, it's it's being aware of what's happening in the school and within the classroom. So it's looking at things like reading the, the child's agenda on the regular basis or the school newsletters when they're coming home or looking at the school website.
0: And certainly with the... School website, and in many cases, classroom websites, you know, technology has made kind of staying informed as a parent easier than ever.
1: But it's also looking at things like reading with your child at home and and modeling that you're reading as well, because really, when we look at reading, it really builds that foundation for future learning.
0: As we have said many times in the past, Carol, you can't possibly spend better time with your child than reading with, with him or her. But a close second would just be talking, discussing with your child on a daily basis. How was your school day? But of course, as we've learned ourselves as parents, not simply, you know, how was school when you get the one word response, Mm -hmm. but more so, you know, how did your geography test go? Who were you playing with at recess? You know, things of that nature. And also discussing community events and news that are really going to be pertinent to your child's lives because it's, a key i think from a very young age that school and home neither one exists in a vacuum.
1: Oh, definitely. And and it's just it's very timely that you you mention the whole concept of news because this week, October 7th to the 11th is media literacy week. And really when we're looking at media literacy, it's it's all about that critical thinking. And we've talked a lot about critical thinking in previous podcasts. And really when we look at it, it's not only a skill that's essential for future employment, but it's also that everyday life skill that people need to have to think critically about things that are happening in the world around them.
0: Oh, very true. And to give folks a little bit of kind of background on Media Literacy Week, it is a national campaign across Canada, co-hosted by Media Smarts which is the website for the Canadian Centre for Digital and Media Literacy, as well as sponsored by the Canadian Teachers Federation.
1: And when we look at media and media literacy, you know, there's about 70% of North Americans that use at least one social media site every day, which is staggering.
0: Oh, it really is. And to kind of further kind of, (laughs) I wouldn't say blow everyone's mind, but to kind of put it into real kind of... uh, Perspective, research also indicates that average internet users have seven social media accounts each.
1: And seven! Seven. And then when we look at the amount of time that, that people are spending on average every day on social media networks or, or messaging uh, others, you know, it's about two and a half hours a day. And I think, you know, that's on average. But when we're looking at our young people, they're spending a staggering amount of time on social media.
0: Well, as you well know, with any kind of average... Certainly, lots of people can be way above that two and a half hours.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Bottom line is, all of those statistics really reinforce the timeliness of this campaign entitled Break the Fake, which I just think is fantastic. Really focusing, of course, on stopping the spread of false information or, of course, in our new vernacular, fake news.
1: Well, and I think that's such a great title for this year's uh, event because it really is essential for children and adults alike to really look at what they're reading and seeing, and really asking themselves some some important questions about what they're they've read and what they've they've seen.
0: No, well said, Carol. And I think one of the most important is really the basic question of what is being said versus what is not being said. And I look back on our own teaching careers, and a lot of times in the classroom, you know, we used to say to kids, like, read between Mm -hmm. the lines, kind of the inferencing skills at a very young age. Well, in our world of fake news, I think we have to look at kind of what is disclosure versus full disclosure? Definitely. And, you know, what is lying versus selective disclosures so we get kind of down to that uh, very key kind of entry into a courtroom where of course the witness is really told to tell the whole truth mm-hmm. and i think that whole definition to me of the whole truth is really one of the foundational pieces of all this
1: and i think also when people are are on social media or or any type of media f- for that case is really to ask themselves always does this make sense You know, making sure that what they're seeing actually aligns with what they're reading, which reminds me of an example that I'd seen, oh, you know, probably last year at this time, but. Where it was an article about this man who intentionally put false information on um Facebook in order to stir up some controversy to get people to be asking you know some some deep questions about what was happening in in the world at that point in time, and then they interviewed somebody who had actually been been reading and following him and the person just took it at face value and and he you know had intentionally put on pictures of and and labeled them as people that if you really looked at the pictures you would say no that is not that person and you know this can't be correct and so we constantly need to be asking ourselves does does what we're seeing and reading make sense
0: well when you say that carol it's both kind of You know, disappointing people would take the bait so readily, but Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately not that all surprising. And you're so right. Like, what is the difference between someone's interpretation of the facts or interpretation of something versus the absolute undeniable truth? And that's a really kind of blurry distinction in a lot of cases. Mm
1: -hmm. And we really need to be remembering we can't take things at face value.
0: Well, I think really at the starting point of our, our really kind of as we kind of uh, open up this discussion, is really a key aspect is we really have to look at media, kind of, you know, really what is media? And the bottom line is it's any form of communication which carries a message.
1: Well, and I think most people would, you know, if you ask them what is media, they'd be able to list off like the newspaper and magazines and television and radio and social media but when we get down to it, it's, it's so much more than, than that.
0: Well then certainly very famous and extremely prophetic words were uttered by a famous Canadian philosopher Marshall McLuhan uh, many years ago uh, when he talked about the importance that the medium is the message. And I think it really reinforces that we always have to consider the personal and the social consequence of any medium and now like many years later, of course, long after he said those words, the reality is there are far more media options available today.
1: Mm-hmm. Because really if we look beyond those that I listed and look at brand logos and packaging and posters and sales sheets, like you, know, you don't realize the amount of information you're taking in on a day-to-day basis.
0: Oh, and no question. And just think of walking into a store and certainly kind of catchy background music, which eventually kind of gets ingrained mm-hmm. in our brains, which, of course, is the, is a marketer's dream. Oh, yes. Um, no question. But Or think of different images we've seen or phrases like Nike and their multi-multi-billion-dollar success of just do it. Mm-hmm. Or think way back, of course, I'm dating myself, but many years ago, McDonald's had that very catchy phrase about you deserve a break today. Yeah. Well, we all deserve a, a break, break today. today. I, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in for that. Or I look back to at Allstate, the insurance company, and they had a, a had, and I know still have a very catchy phrase about. You're in good hands. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: comforting. No, I want is. to be in good hands.
1: And and kind of to to align with what you're saying. You know, when we when we look at media, there are social, political, and commercial implications behind what is there. And what's scary is that we can go out throughout our whole day and not even realize the different messages that we've been seeing and hearing through the course of that day for people who are taking uh, transit to work each day. You know, the number of advertisements that they see that are posted, whether it be on the subway or on the bus, or even billboards as you're going by, and you just don't see or, or realize that you're internalizing these messages that are, have been posted.
0: Now you raise an excellent point, Carol. So much of the most powerful kind of uh, marketing is really at a subliminal level. Whereas as you say, it's daily ongoing exposure and they gradually get ingrained mm-hmm. within you. Now looking at just social implications per se, well let's you know consider like TV shows or all the various social media platforms. They consistently convey a glamorous, very successful lifestyle with all these wealthy, good-looking people. And that has to have a huge impact on our young people today. And it's been well documented; it does, in fact, lead to anxiety and depression in a lot of people, and it's very understandable.
1: Well, and when you look at social media that our young people are following so intensively, people don't post the downfalls; they don't post the negative moments. Just the great things they're things always posting—all those great things that are happening in their lives. And so, if you're a person who maybe is having a down day or a down moment, and you're seeing all these wonderful things that your friends are doing. Like you're, you're constantly going to feel that you're, you're not measuring up. Or why aren't I in, in, as involved as this person is? And it does, you know, really create high anxiety, as you say, and can lead to depression for a lot of people.
0: Well, the bottom line is, if you're not keeping up with the Kardashians, well, yeah. something's wrong with you.
1: And there's another, you know, whole piece when when we're looking at television and social media, and advertisements, etc., is the whole idea of the the ridiculous body image that is being portrayed and you know we're always seeing that you know the boys are so powerful and muscular and brawn and you know the girls are glamorous and beautiful which reminds me of a a recent visit to you know the doctor's office and uh uh, i was in an obstetrics area not because i was pregnant or anything along that line that's a relief (laughs) but um I kind of glanced over, I was waiting at the magazine rack and there's all these magazines with these women in bikinis and looking so glamorous and I'm thinking, you know, these poor souls who, of course, as they're going through the pregnancy, hopefully are very excited about the changes that are happening in their bodies. But, you know, like, what a message to be presenting to them at the same time when, yes, their bodies are going through such a major transformation. And uh, I was also happy to see there were a few parenting magazines as well. But uh, I just, yeah, it's that whole message that
0: is sent. Not really the best of alignments at that particular time. Well, in terms of political implications, no question. Since the beginning of time, it's been very clear that various news shows... And newspapers absolutely have a bias towards specific political parties or agendas. And right now in Canada it's uh, really magnified because of course we're going through a federal election and there's no question that uh, it's pretty clear some of these media outlets who they support and it's also important to really consider that when parties are campaigning of course they come out with all these promises promises and the present governing party, of course, is going to continue to do this. And then, of course, any other party, the opposition, it's all about change, 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 and all these wonderful things. And the minute they're elected, regardless of the party, a lot of these promises suddenly get quickly forgotten.
1: Well, you you know, you hear the message. You don't hear how they're going to go about it where are these resources coming from and and so it's very easy to get caught up in all the wonderful things that they're going to be providing you with not looking at how that's going to to come into effect and then if we look at media with regards to the commercial implications you know we talked about the messages about body image messages around gender you know what you need to to be or have or do to fit in with uh, you know your your peer group, and really reminds me of a time I was working on media literacy because it's part of the the Ontario curriculum, and we were I was working with some grade three classes and we were looking at the hidden messages in those advertisements, and. You know there was there was one and it was for selling athletic footwear, and in the sales sheet they had you know as we said the men were all buff and brawn and they're out there and they're running and they're sweating and you know to entice men to be buying the this athletic footwear, whereas the women are walking and talking, and you know it's just such you don't really you don't really see that message when you're just looking at it at face value. But it's powerful
0: reinforcement of a stereotype. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, I think too, as I'm listening to you on that issue, Carol, it's just really striking me the height of irony where all of these campaigns about products and marketing and so on, they're really promoting conformity. Be the same as everyone else, don't Mm -hmm. get left out. And yet, as you and I well know, one of the key desired skills in the 21st century moving forward is in fact going to be creativity, having the courage and the awareness and the confidence to think outside the box, and -hmm. yet, boy, you better dress like a robot. And that that really is a huge disconnect for Mm -hmm. me. Real -hmm. problem with that. Bottom line, folks, is surprise, surprise, social media is going nowhere as it generates an ad revenue in excess of $50 billion annually. And certainly people, I think, are most impacted when they see a message coming from someone they really know, know. respect. Yep. And that's why, of course, the athletes, the singers, and so on, they get paid big bucks to endorse a product.
1: But I think also when we're looking at social media, if it's, if it's uh, whether it's a colleague of yours or a good friend of yours, if they've posted it, it must be true if, if that person, in fact, is someone you re- you really do respect their opinion. So I think we do have to be really careful when we are posting things and looking at, you know, what we are posting.
0: Oh, as you say, there a huge confirmation bias. And Carol, as you know, a year or so ago, there was a bit of a, a stink in the media, uh, coincidentally, uh, when a, a successful Toronto legal firm had run a series of ads over the previous few years with this very distinguished older mm-hmm. gentleman. And he was uh, speaking on behalf of the firm and did an outstanding job. And he just looked like the classic oh. rich old lawyer. Yep. But then of course it was found out that he's not a lawyer at all. Mm-hmm. And he was an actor to, to uh, play the you part. Know, to play that yep. role. And boy, he played it very well.
1: That's a really good example of why we really need to look critically at media and social media, because there are some real potential negatives that are attached to it for our students. And and one of them being that anxiety or depression that we talked about earlier, that when Our life isn't looking as glamorous as it is on reality TV or on social media. You know, similarly as our friends, you know, as a a person, you can really feel disconnected. And so I think that's something we really, as parents, we need to be watchful of.
0: Well, I think you'd agree, Carol, that you can, in essence, be quote-unquote superficially connected with millions of people. But as a friend of mine used to say, you can be connected with everyone involved with no one. Mm-hmm. So there's no substantive connection with right. anyone.
1: Well, and when we look at it, like just recently, I had a friend request from someone I don't even know. Like, why on earth, you know, why is it so important that I have these multiple friends on oh, Facebook whole, when really absolutely. they're not people I even know?
0: And the whole kind of... Uh, Kind of bar we're going to set for what qualifies someone as a friend, mm-hmm. of course. That's a yes. whole other discussion. Yes, but there's also, of course, cyberbullying. And as much as society's been talking about it the last ten years, unfortunately, it keeps to be seems yep. to be growing and growing with more and more tragic results.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and we had a good conversation in a previous podcast around that cyberbullying and and how kids are able to do it so easily and, and so parents really do need to be aware of what their kids are doing on social media and and having those conversations with them. And kind of to align with the, the first two that we talked about is is that fear of missing out. F O M O FOMO. And because uh, all you're seeing is the glamour. You're And not, it's kinda of like why yeah, not me? Yeah. Why am I not involved? Yeah, yeah.
0: Which ties into Another key point is unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Once again, why am I not smarter, faster, prettier, more yeah. handsome, stronger, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, what's wrong with me type thing. And that ties into the final point about the negative body Well, image. and we've talked Same a lot about
1: that, you know, that. Uh, so there are a lot of different resources and activities and videos that parents can be um, accessing through mediasmarts.ca and, you know, really think it would be valuable to touch base on those and making sure you're having those conversations with, with your your children. And to make it easy, you know, um, I'll put the link to the, uh, to the Media Smarts website on our website.
0: And I think it's a nice touch that Media Smarts includes a tip sheet uh, to really help assist with recognizing false content media. And uh, if any of them trigger a yes, from a given user, then it's really important to double check the source of that information. And Carol, I think at this point, let's just go through a couple of examples Uh of what we're talking about. Uh, For example, could someone base an important decision on this information? And let's face it, a lot of times media is talking about something that's got major potentially uh, financial implications oh, yes. or something for your health, take this or something. Well don't the number of
1: you know, particularly now the the products, the diet products that are out there and the instant cures to weight gain. And you really have to be watchful as to whether or not this is the best product for you. Well of
0: course instance being the, the, yes. you know, the key word there, where you're right, it's either kind of an instant cure for something that's been plaguing you for mm-hmm. decades, or you can become an instant millionaire. Yes, you know, yeah. It's always yeah, instant.
1: Yeah. And then also to be watching whether or not what you're reading, is this a hot or controversial issue at the time? Because I think the the bigger the, the topic or issue, then the more different outlooks you're going to get on that. And so you really need to determine what is... The most real or truthful of that information. Well, as you know,
0: Carol, I call that peeling the onion, and you've mm-hmm. got to peel away the layers. And sometimes there's a ton of layers to get down to the actual, you know, irrefutable facts.
1: Definitely. And
0: bottom line is, things if they seem too good to be true,
1: chances are they, they are. are.
0: <laughs> yep. So once again, that needs to always be kept in mind. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Which kind of reminds me of you know we've we've talked about the 24-hour rule when parents are are upset about an issue and, and you know, want to get to the bottom of it, whether it be with the teacher, the school, or it could be even just within the community. And I think with regards to things that you're seeing in media, before you go and click that button to buy or, or whatever, to take that twenty-four hour rule and and take that time to really think about what is it that is being sold or what is it that is being said, and is there validity behind that? No, I love that,
0: Carol. That's sage advice. Mm-hmm. No, no question. There's no sense rushing and getting in click, 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 and then realize right. you've made a
1: well. And big then mistake. along that lines, Smart Media website they've provided lots of tips on how to check out if it is fake news or not, and how to do searches on a subject or even how to do a reverse search on an image. And, and until I'd been on the site, I never knew there was such a thing as a reverse search on an image. But that helps you to clarify whether or not what is there is actual fact.
0: And my points coming up right now, I know we have repeated throughout the past year, but they are very important and I think it's important now to kind of just reinforce them. Once again, parents need to teach kids how to be safe when they're on the internet and websites. And certainly some real important basics would be location of technology within your residence mm-hmm. and what access times are your uh, kids gonna be provided you know, to be online type mm-hmm. thing. I think those are so simple in a sense, but so important.
1: Well, in a previous podcast, we really talked about commonsensemedia.org as being a wonderful resource to parents around those those very issues and to support parents in having those conversations with their kids. So I think that's a, a great place as well for parents to be going again. But kind of as we're moving forward around this media literacy week, then we really need to be thinking about what can parents be doing in order to reinforce that media literacy and that critical thinking with their children.
0: Well, it's certainly important for parents to to monitor social media usage once again, but also to discuss with their kids, you know, what is acceptable to post, what is not. And then of course, do as I do, not just do as Mm -hmm. I say by modeling it. And just to ensure that your child does not put something up on social media that 10 or 15 years later is going to come back to haunt oh, them when definitely. they're applying for a job. Oh,
1: definitely, because employers do do look. Oh, absolutely. But I think it's also having those discussions with your kids that the people that they're interacting with on social media or online have feelings and can be hurt by what they, they have said or what they've posted because quite often... We forget that there's a person at the end of that. And of
0: course, we know absolutely nothing about that other person: their age, their gender, their intentions. And unfortunately, as we well know, some of these situations can lead to far more serious issues.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, when we look at at media as being television or movies, you know, watching with your kids and really discussing, you know, what they're seeing and how they're feeling about about what's in that movie or that television show and then why what are what are those things that are really making the child believe or think that
0: and once again discussing current events with your kids on an ongoing basis and really listening listening to when your child explains why they think what they think Mm -hmm. and i know ourselves going back our kids were young during the 9 11 crisis And we had some open conversations with them, kind of in their language, at their level, Mm -hmm. but just to kind of reassure them because, of course, they were extremely agitated. Understandably.
1: Understandably. And, And as we're moving into the Christmas season now, those advertisements are going to be popping up everywhere. And, you know, the whole goal is to be enticing the kids to be requesting this product on their Christmas list. So really looking with your kids, what are those hidden messages within those advertisements? And, and, you know, is this really the best value for you and what you're wanting?
0: And along with that thought, Carol, is the whole idea of parents really recognizing and valuing their child's lens. Mm -hmm. What their child thinks about a certain media campaign or a certain commercial or a certain ad, it's not what the parent thinks, it's what the child is taking from it, having a household in which there's open and free dialogue among the kids and the parents about such matters and really kind of then kind of un, kind of getting into it and kind of unraveling it and getting to the core issues of why that particular message has hit your child that way, mm-hmm. rather than just kind of dismissing the child's view. Mm-hmm. That's a real mistake. Well,
1: it certainly takes us back to our past podcast where we looked at different parenting styles. And so it's that authoritative parent that listens to their child and has that high quality two-way communication with their their child on an ongoing basis. On an ongoing basis, and those are the kids that are going to be most confident and have high self-esteem. So we really want to be valuing what they they are thinking and feeling, and and if it is maybe kind of erroneous, really or kind information of information or whatever, yep. then then supporting that and helping them to 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 see why. The, you know, what it is that's allowing them to make that. They're absolutely that.
0: right. Rather than kind of making light of a misinterpretation, yeah. we can have a really positive foundation for a really rich discussion. And speaking of really rich discussion, <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, as always, please email us at info at jamiebricker.com or contact us through our website at www.brickerbybricker.com
1: And when we're speaking of the website, we we had mentioned in the previous podcasts that were, were up in the process of updating it. And so with those updates on the podcast page, there will be a link to notes. So any websites or any ideas or, that we've addressed in this podcast will be in that notes section when it does become that updated version. So hopefully it'll make it a lot easier for our listeners to find the information that we've talked about.
0: And for those folks who are new to our podcast, welcome to Bricker by Bricker. And we'd like you to know that you can follow us on VoiceEd Radio. And if if you have another format you're using, we are also available on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many more. As always, we look forward to connecting with you next time on Bricker.
1: Bye, Bricker.